2020, a disastrous year for the record books, is almost about to end. And while the general news cycle never seemed to let up, it was also a busy year in the world of tech. So let's break down some of the biggest stories of 2020. I'm Roger Chang, and this is your Daily Charge. With me to help us through the headlines is Ken Young, technology and science editor for Flipboard. Welcome, Ken. Great to be here, Roger. So I figured I, uh, we're going to do things a little bit different rather than run through a static top 10 list that we've agreed upon. I asked Ken to prepare his own list. I have mine. Uh, I did get a sneak peek at it, uh, but I, I, just, to, just to make sure that we didn't have the exact same items and the items were different enough that uh, it's, it's definitely worth uh, running both through both of them. So we'll go through each and discuss why we ranked what we ranked the way we did. Uh, so... Without further ado, let's get started. Ken, I will I will let you go first as the guest. What was your number 10? And this is in the order of least to most important. So we're going with number 10. What is your 10th biggest story of the year? Well, Roger, I think, uh, you know, I think anything that's going to be talked about in any top 10 list is, is going to involve uh, one of the big, big tech companies. And let's start off with, with uh, Facebook's giant Supreme Court. Uh, you know, after many, many months of, of, news about who's going to be part of this group, uh, this oversight group, you know, now they finally announced uh, that they're starting to to hear cases for this. So uh, we haven't heard any decisions. We thought there might be some decisions coming uh, ahead of the election, uh, especially with all the stuff that's going on with Facebook. Uh, but we probably won't hear our first cases until uh, early 2021. So uh, just the fact that there's actually some ultimate authority or quote unquote ultimate authority for Facebook uh, is for specific around the content moderation is is a pretty big deal. Now, of course, with that, with Facebook uh, onboarding their uh, oversight committee, there's also a shadow government, if you will, uh, that a bunch of other moderators set up their own uh, oversight board, which actually has no authority over Facebook, but you know, is there? They're going to be uh, levying uh, some some heavy criticism against the social network. That's for sure. So that, that's a fascinating one because actually that one didn't even make my list. Uh, Facebook does pop up in multiple occasions elsewhere, further up, and it's sort of I, I, I cheated a little bit because I kind of like folded in a bunch of different ones into. Uh, different items, but that's fascinating that that major list. My number 10 was the uh, the Black Lives Matter protest, and, and not the protest themselves, but really the way technology changed how the story was told, how those protests were told, right? When you look at phones, between phones and live streaming, um, the fact that this stuff was being shared in real time on Twitter, yes, we've had moments and instances like that before where, where some of those elements came into play, but it felt like with this year's protest, all of that, and that technology played a much, much larger role, for better or worse, if you sort of looked at it from the police side, them using uh, using geofence warrants and using kind of using your phone's uh, ID tag to, to figure out where you were, where people were. Um, tech played a huge role in that. And so for me, that was a no top 10 list would be complete without some mention of, of Black Lives Matter and really how, how tech influenced how that story was told. But I, it's interesting, and, and when, when you talk about that, I mean, it's certainly, when you get down to like the, the bottom five of any top 10 list, specifically around tech, it's like, it gets very tough to, to, to figure out. And uh, the Black Lives Matter stuff really weighed heavily on me as well. Uh, but I, I, it was hard to really sum it up, like to, to put it at the very bottom, because it was it was all encompassing, because as you, all the stuff that you just mentioned, there's a lot more that's involved in it. You know, 
following the the death, uh, the killings of George Floyd, uh, uh, Ahmaud Aubrey, uh, Breonna Taylor, all these uh, uh, Black uh, Americans who have been killed uh, by the police uh, senselessly. It's like you look at what happened in Silicon Valley. There's there's companies that that took uh, public stances saying that black that proclaimed Black Lives Matter that that put an effort towards diversity. Uh, there was a lot of uh, uh, virtual, if not walkout, protests. Uh, from from employees, there's a lot of reckoning within Silicon Valley, and I see use the Silicon Valley as the Royal Silicon Valley, not specifically the the location, just all of tech about diversity. Uh, in that's ongoing, right? So, I think in terms of it being a, a, a one of the biggest stories of 20, 2020, it's like yeah, but I think we can certainly look forward to see, to seeing how it plays out in twenty twenty one. I think it's. A big story in 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 of the of a decade of of this decade, you know, in this early decade. So, uh, I mean, I would probably elevate it to to above that beyond just you know relegating it to just a a year year top ten list. But in, by no means, you know, I think I agree with you. I think it's just very hard to to peg down into just one year. Definitely, and and to be fair, I struggled with where to put some of these items as well, and that that was a hard one to place because it, th there were a lot of other things going on and it, it yeah it was it was i wrestled with the with the placement for sure um for number nine i'll go with number nine first uh which was the 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 obviously the massive hack that we're seeing the, the from russia uh, from from the the solar winds vulnerability uh, this is one where I also struggled with it. It, it could have been much, much higher. It's, it's. I feel like there's some level of recency bias that I'm kind of playing with. So that's why I, I may have proactively put it a little bit lower, just because there were some other bigger year-long issues we've grappled with. But this is massive, right? It's this massive hack, um, and it's it's shown a, a, a major compromise of multiple systems. Just just today, we found out the Treasury Department was also involved or was also hit by this. Uh, what we believe to be. Uh, an attack by Russia, um, and then you know this is a uh, just another reminder that our our uh, security isn't uh, you know it's not something that we can take for granted or or the the fact that we 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 have protection theoretically um, those those were all compromised. No, and you're and you're right. And every time I've seen all these type of things happen, uh, you know, you hear like oh, our, our government institution has been hacked or like Fire has been hacked or Microsoft, did, you know, attacks on so and so and forth. I mean, it, it feels like why are, and, and obviously this is more from a, a, you know, it's armchair quarterbacking at this point because it's like, I don't, we obviously don't know the, the big picture. I mean, I obviously don't know the bigger picture. Your 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 reporters have, have done an amazing job covering this stuff. So like you, they, they may know way more than than the average individual. So, but it's like, you look at it, it's like, wait, why are we, like, what are we doing to to fight back? What are, what is America doing to fight back against this? To to protect our institutions, protect our data, and all that type of stuff. And I actually put based on what I've been looking at uh, at Flipboard is I've been looking at all these news and 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 putting it in this magazine. So it's I have this I'm chronological I'm chronicling this whole thing, but it's like it is a massive intrusion for and it's happened for months. And you look back, it's like the the Homeland Security has already said that. Russia's uh, Russian foreign actors have been actively trying to uh, uh, infiltrate our, our election. And so they, they came out, if you remember, I think prior to the election, there's this whole press conference where they're like, hey, the election's safe, but we have uh, evidence of, you know, I think it was Iran, China and Russia, you know, playing this, you know, this bad part. 
And then, so you see this happening in six months. And of course the election is, is, is one of the most securest that's been uh, proclaimed by the U S government, um, by election officials. So it's like, I actually relevant, I actually put this much, much higher, you know, the, the Russia had much, much higher just because we don't know the actual uh, scale of this involvement, because it's not only just the U S government, which is like, Holy crap, nuclear, nuclear uh, uh, launch codes, like, uh, you know, with the Department of Energy being hacked and Treasury and and so on and so forth. Like, how far does this go? Uh, and then you look at all this other stuff with with private entities as well, with, with how many private companies use solar winds, you know, part of this, this IT management uh, solution. And, you know, it, Microsoft said they were, I wouldn't say like infected or, or ha- breached, but they were they were exposed, they were, uh, I don't know, touched in some way by this, by these Russia linked hackers. Well, I mean, I mean, they were exposed because they were the SolarWinds is a trusted partner, right? And so if a trusted partner is compromised, you're essentially compromised. I agree that this, this theoretically could be a much higher entry into this list. I feel like it's one that like broke a little late in the year. And like, we're going to see the full ramifications of this in 2021, we'll get a better sense of how big a story this is. What was your well? It's on the flip nine, side. Uh, like as most of the U.S. government is saying, Russia is involved in uh, Russia's linked to this hack that we just talked about. I actually my number nine is actually a, around involves China, right? And and for I mean, there's so many big parts of, of this that you can take with U.S. the U.S. government, the Trump administration has such a beef with China. Uh, they've been set, talking about specifically with Huawei and and Chinese technology claiming that it's a national security issue. And for the past four years of Trump's administration, he's been trying to get rid of the the, the, the equipment from uh, the U.S. government. And so far, they've, they've made efforts to do that. And I think in the spending, in the latest uh, government spending bill, there's uh, uh, funding to replace all, the, all of Huawei's equipment. And so you look at what's happening internationally, uh, Huawei has been run out of European countries and uh, some some European countries and the United States and other other areas. So the, and and this is like what's going to happen to like five G? What's going to happen to in rural countries and all this? Stuff. There's all these arguments that are being made, but the but the Trump administration has not let up in terms of uh, trying to ban Huawei and and this and so far it's like been inching as we began 2020, it started to heat up and then obviously the pandemic hit. But as we hit the, near the end of this year, it, there's it's slow signs that you know there's they're going to s- slowly resolve this uh, indictment against Huawei CFO uh, for allegedly, uh, I guess, selling to selling stuff to Iran uh, against the uh, U.S. Uh, uh, what do you call it? U.S. sanctions. Sanctions, yep. yes. Um, and yep. so now you have. Uh, now you have like with the U.S. Uh, starting to get rid of all their Huawei. Uh, bought equipment, so that's that's why I put that as as number nine. I think in twenty twenty one you're going to start to see more, and of course it, later on in my list I have more China uh, tech uh, uh, stuff, which we all have are, are much very well aware of. Yeah, so I I uh, yes I kind of cheated <laughs> and combined a bunch, so I I have I I have China a little bit higher up as well. I'm sure we we both have very similar ideas, but what what that'll be. Uh, for at least, uh, so going on to number eight, what was your uh, number eight? Yeah, number eight is we're. St- I mean, we're still sticking with the uh, with the cyber attack uh, uh, angle here, and um, I actually go went with uh, Twitter. Uh, Twitter's big hack. Uh, you know, where where a bunch of 
I think there, I think for lack of better term, uh, phrasing, let's call it like the Bitcoin hack of Twitter, right? I mean, this is where everyone, <laughs> I think if, if, if I recall correctly, it was like, this is the one where uh, a bunch of accounts, major accounts uh, were hacked and mm-hmm. uh, they they posted Bitcoin uh, tweets uh, for, you know, folks like Elon Musk, uh, which it's kind of like, who actually knows if that's actually true or not, because Elon's always talking about, you know, random stuff like that. So it could be true. It could be a hack or not. I don't know. No, you're right. That, I mean, that, that this was a major, major breach for Twitter. I mean, it, it definitely raised the question of what if Trump or POTUS's accounts had been hacked? You know, you could, could, fortunately, this was just, just a Bitcoin scam. Uh, there definitely could have been an instance where, uh, this could have been a lot worse. The hackers could have been going after something much worse. They could have started a world war, you know, started a war uh, over by by hacking or taking over but they, a uh, but an it's official nation state leaders. Like I, if you're some, uh, I I believe if you call it like a like a maybe like a a different hacker in Europe actually hacked Trump's account, Twitter account. Oh right, and that's right. It, it guessed they guessed his password, but he didn't do anything. He, but he was, uh, so the, uh, I guess the local police over there in, in, in his country, uh, uh, absolved him of charges saying, oh, he didn't mean to do anything, but I mean, he didn't do, I mean, he didn't do anything wrong, uh, uh, harmful to it, but I mean, it's like, but so obviously Twitter has, has implemented, uh, uh, protection to, to, to the president's account. Um, I'm sure they will do the same thing to Joe Biden's at, to, at Joe Biden versus, uh, 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 at real Donald Trump, real Donald Trump will lose a lot of that protection when he uh, lo- leaves office. Mm-hmm. But if you recall, I think it was a few years ago, somebody hacked uh, one of, I think it was either Barack Obama's account or the White House account, uh, Twitter account, and caused, put out a tweet or something that caused the stock market to tumble. And I, I think it was like, I, I, they may have uh, attributed that to a, to a hack. I'm not entirely sure, but to, to your point, these type of things, especially when you gain access to a, a world leader's account, where now people are taking Twitter their tweets as gospel, uh, as as like de facto decrees and and you know orders or whatever, that has real world real life uh, a, a bit impact on people. You know, so yeah, I just remember that left us in a, a weird world on Twitter where all the verifieds, all the checkmarked folks. Could not tweet and and all the unverified scans. So this weird reverse world where like where the 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 every man the average Joe got the voice. All right, so from at least for me, number eight uh, was Quibi. Uh, I needed to have a lighthearted one in there somewhere. Quibi being the the first casualty of the the big streaming wars over the last year. Uh, the fact that it, it came in with yeah with heavy hitters like Meg Whitman running the show, you had Jeffrey Katzenberg as the sort of the, the big Uber Hollywood backer. Uh, you had Steven Spielberg. You had all these different big name stars, uh, massive funding. And it, it died in less than six yeah. months. That was, I mean, that was remarkable. I mean, is, 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 it's, it's how many quibbies is that? I, I mean, I, I don't know. What I mean, <laughs> but I mean, look, look, okay. All, all joking aside, I mean, this is another, it, it, this 2020 has been an interesting year for streaming, uh, for streaming services. And, and I, I kind of saw a little bit, I understood where Quibi was going. The execution was horrible. Uh, the, the launch was horrible. The, the, the selling point was horrible, but the fact that they're like, okay, we're going to cater towards those that have essentially, uh, attention span issues, you know, it, it, 
you know, they, they, they can't, the way our, the way we are now, it's like, you can't anything longer than 10 minutes. Okay. You're done. Like I can't even watch anything on Instagram. Which, by the way, I, I totally sympathize. I, I watch YouTube all the time. I love watching short-form content because I'm, I'm always doing something or I, I can't commit to that full hour of content. Uh, but, you know, a lot of this is logging into your phone at a time when we weren't really on our phones because we're at home. Uh, the fact that this was, you know, a subscription service where YouTube has billions of videos for free, that was well, kind it, of an so odd the choice. The pandemic didn't, certainly didn't help them. I mean, if you if you think in normal times when we would be out commuting, like, you know, going from your home to your office or traveling or whatever, it's like that's that actually could have given it given Quibi life. Like, but would it would have been enough for it? To, I mean, it would have kept it alive a lot longer and it could have gotten us wound up being an acquisition versus an outright, hey, you know, this is not going to work out. But you, but the fact that in jumping to it is like that's this is actually that we're on the same level. This is this is my number seven. Uh, but in it, this is what's interesting though is that the licensing that they would have that Quibi would have had to have paid out for all these big names to continue. Mm. I mean, they would have had to raise a lot more money. You know, at the end, I mean, they raised what built like right. two billion or whatever. I don't remember, uh, but imagine what kind of fundraising they would have they would need to have done just to continue that con- all the content and and the licensing and paying uh, salaries and just keeping it going so going to that so it was quibi your seven or what quibi, was quibi was my seven yeah so it works out well because for number seven i i wanted to break out quibi because it was such an unusual story and it actually didn't really affect that many people because frankly not that people actually watched or listened to it um but number seven for me was the streaming wars as a whole breaking out uh, and we're talking about you know disney plus making a huge uh, becoming or sort of cementing its its status uh as this major player in streaming with not just mandalorian but with hamilton right as well as like mulan did for for what it was the fact that you actually had to pay 30 bucks to watch it actually did pretty well and then Putting on top of that, you know, you, you had Peacock launching, you had HBO Max launching, uh, and the fact that we were all sitting at home with little to do. Well, I was watching my kids, but other folks got to sit at home and do nothing, which I'm super jealous about. These streaming <laughs> services were one of the biggest beneficiaries, right? Well, I mean, it's certainly that. You, you, I can see why. I'm surprised this is not a higher one just because of all your kids. Like this is your this is your uh, parental super, you know, your kid supervisions. Like, look, that has to work. Click there, you go. Watch watch Mulan. Okay, I got like two hours to to myself, right? But it, yeah, I, I get what you're saying. I and and I'm sorry, I'm still actually catching up on on the number of shows and series that Disney is launching. I think I'm mm-hmm. like they said a hundred, but I think I'm still trying to digest all like you know fast. I mean, they've got 11 Star Wars shows coming alone. Just just yeah. Star Wars, 11 yeah. shows coming in the next few it's, years. It's so. ridiculous. And, I mean, I'm happy I'm a, I'm a subscriber to Disney+. Plus. You know, I got on that three-year plan, so at least I'm good for, for that long. I think it's it, it, streaming services are a big thing in, in, in 2020 and certainly has helped, right? There's no, no – I think in terms of ushering in – this new age, you know, this new age of, of entertainment while we are sheltering at home. I wonder though, it's in terms of how this wraps up in 20, how this will be impacted in 2021, you know, when it's assuming we get back to 
normal of some sort. And I, I'm using that phrase a lot and, and, and it's wearing out, but it's like, we get back to being able to go outside and interact with people and be social and, and, and do, and, and spend money at, at local businesses and those type of things, like being able to do that, you know, have, living our lives again. Uh, I think what will happen to these streaming services and it's very, you know, there's all these type of things have their, their ebbs and flows. Um, I think though, like, I'm very happy with the way things are going with streaming services uh, and, and with the amount of content. I was very much worried about if they would be impacted very similar to TV, uh, a live TV, where I've been watching the same episode of NCIS. I'm like, when is the next episode happening? Or, you know, when's the next, or like we're waiting for live sports. It's like, okay, what happens live sports? And you're like, do you have to make that choice between pandemic and, and my entertainment, right? So uh, it's very hard. At some point, reruns get very tiresome, depending on what show you're watching. Um, so that's why, you know, that it's interesting. I think for my next one, I think, what are we, nine, nine, six? Uh, six, nine, six yep. is, yeah. Mine is uh, still back to China, but instead of the streaming, uh, I'm going with TikTok, you know, and, and this is where TikTok has kind of really blown up. Uh, but it's largely because possibly because of, uh, of the Trump administration's uh, whole tiff war trade war with with china you know they're they're the ones is it the old adage that that there's no there's no bad publicity <laughs> that that there's it's only trump the fact that trump was fanning the flames of some sort of potential security leak that that folks actually gravitated towards tiktok as a result you know i'm not i i i'm actually to be honest i'm not kind of like not even sure whether or not there's a national security issue but it's like if you're gonna pull that card like actually do something about it and the actual execution of 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 the whole ban or whatever was horrible like that was actually horrible. well he forgot about it yeah was the problem yeah. i mean there's like okay what's going to happen to wechat uh you know it, does it's it's primarily it was around tiktok then you focus on wechat i think that's certainly the bigger issue back in back in china and asia and everything like that it's like that's the good that's a good way they they, they correspond and you know you cut off that critical lifeline you know that's a bad thing uh, so you got to have to, you know, the Commerce Department needed to think that out. But you look at TikTok, you're like, okay, why are you taking on TikTok? Because, you know, because of location and privacy day. Okay, make a stronger case for that. But then you're like, hey, we'll, 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 we'll let TikTok stick around if ByteDance sells the U.S. operations. Okay. And so Microsoft comes in and all of a sudden like, oh, Microsoft could be a, could own TikTok. Interesting tie-in, right? And then there's like, wait, 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 Walmart wants in. Okay, Walmart and Microsoft join in. And then, wait, Oracle wants in. Why is Oracle involved in this? And then, you know, all this other stuff. And then like, okay, Oracle wins. All right, let's see what they do. But you look at the fine print, Oracle only buys, will only own 20% of TikTok, which defeats the whole executive order of divesting uh, a TikTok. So China, ByteDance actually still owns TikTok. Majority share TikTok. So, well, and let's be let's be clear that the deal has not been cemented in any way. Like there hasn't hasn't really been approved yet. You know, there were extension after extensions in which TikTok had faced the prospect of being shut out, but it never happened. Partly because, frankly, the the elections happened, and all of a sudden this political issue. And let's face it, it was a political issue. No longer became beneficial, and so the like the. They, they're basically kicking the can now. Uh, there likely will be a deal at some point, but the urgency, I feel like, has 
pretty much dissipated on this. But the fact that also when you look at the, the there's two lawsuits that are at play here, one from create TikTok creators that have sued the Trump administration and then also TikTok themselves. And every time they've been like, oh, we're going to delay the, uh, uh, the ban like two weeks and two weeks and two weeks. Right. And now they're like, and I think the most recent uh, order was like, look, the Commerce Department is like, well, we're going to keep it there, but we're actually not going to enforce it. So they're, they're done extending this, but they're like, it's hovering over your head by dance. But realistically, it has no teeth whatsoever at this point. And we're just going to run out the clock, whatever that's going to be, right? Who? Kn- but it, but 2021, what will, what will the Biden administration do to TikTok? I don't know. Is it necessarily, is that necessarily going to be at the top of, of a Biden administration's uh, plan versus other things that, that are more yeah, pressing? Yeah, I, I, can't, I can't imagine it is. Uh, it's So coincidentally, number six for me, I had Trump in tech, basically. And, and really a lot of it was focused on uh, Trump's treatment of Huawei, which we talked about already, um, you know, as well as his push for for Section 230, his rants against social media and, and the way that they they supposedly censored him, uh, and so really, I mean, we've been, it's at this point it's a story that's been rehashed over and over again, but it's um, yeah, it, but it it bears its presence or bears warranting its presence here uh, as the number six item, so. That concludes the first part of our discussion of the biggest tech stories of 2020. Uh, Ken will be back for the second part tomorrow, but you can check out my full list on CNET.com. If you have any questions, hit us up on Twitter at The Daily Charge or sign up for direct text messages from me by heading to cnet.co slash daily charge. If you liked what you heard, please subscribe and rate the podcast. It really helps us out. For The Daily Charge, I'm Roger Chang. Thanks for listening.